Welcome to Gov Innovator. I'm Andy Feldman. Our topic today is an overview of RCTS, which is free software recently developed with funding from the U.S. Department of Education to help decision makers in any field, not just education, figure out what works. Our guest is Peter Chauchet from Mathematica Policy Research. Here's a clip. It's really meant to promote what we're all trying to do, you know, more rigorous research. And the idea is a lot of folks don't have the expertise or time to do these things. So it was really built with that in mind. If you're a public leader, whether you're helping run a school system or a hospital or a set of Head Start centers or another public sector setting, you're likely to make certain changes over time, whether that's adjusting programs or adding new services. Maybe it's new curricula for students, or maybe it's new intake procedures for patients in a hospital. Whatever the change, how can you determine if that change is actually effective? Our focus today is software that can help you answer that question. It was funded by the Institute of Education Sciences at the U.S. Department of Education and developed in partnership with Mathematica Policy Research. The software is available free online. It's based on new statistical methods for analyzing data from randomized control trials as well as quasi-experiments. To learn how the tool can be useful for practitioners, we're joined by Peter Chauchet. He's a nationally known methodological expert in program evaluation and a senior fellow at Mathematica. He led the team that developed the RCTS software. Peter, welcome. Thanks, Andy. Give us the big picture to start off with, Peter, about the goal of the software. It's really meant to promote what we're all trying to do, you know, more rigorous research. And the idea is a lot of folks don't have the expertise or time to do these things. So it was really built with that in mind. An important aspect of this to emphasize to our listeners is that for the software to be useful for decision makers, their organizations first need to conduct a study. The software does not conduct the study for them. When they have the study data in hand, that's where the software becomes useful. Is that right? Yes, that's exactly right. You know, RCTS, it's, it's a back-end tool that can help researchers analyze their data and report their evaluation findings. You know, the software assumes that the study has already been implemented and that the data have been collected and cleaned. So it doesn't do the evaluation for you, but can help with the analysis and reporting at the, at the end of the study. Another layer of detail here is that an organization or an agency needs not just any study, but an experimental or observational study for the software to be applicable. In other words, a study with a program group and a control group or a comparison group. Tell us about that starting point. Yes, the the software requires that the study has a program or treatment group that has offered the intervention and a control or a comparison group that is not. Uh, In an experimental study, often referred to as a randomized controlled trial or RCT, individuals or groups of individuals are randomly assigned to a treatment or control group, whereas in an observational study, the treatment group receives the intervention and a comparison group is selected from someplace else. In either type of study, RCTS compares the outcomes of the two research groups to see if the intervention was effective. So you still need a well-implemented study. There's no substitute for that. Exactly. The, the, the results from RCTS will only be informative if the design is well-implemented and the study obtains you know, high-quality data. You know, the benefits of RCTS are that it can save considerable time and resources 
in analyzing and reporting the data. I also want to mention that it uses new statistical methods that are not available in, in other software packages. And we're going to talk about those new statistical methods as part of the Web Extra that'll be posted on the podcast website. So Peter, tell us a scenario in which a public sector organization might want to run a randomized control trial and then use the RCTS software to analyze the data. Okay, so so suppose there's a school district that wants to learn whether a, a new after-school program that has an academic focus it, it improves the achievement outcomes of, of middle school students. So if a random assignment study is done, students interested in the program would be randomly assigned to a treatment group uh, that will have access to the after-school program or a control group who would not. But who could attend other uh, alternatives in, in the communities? So the idea is then that the, the evaluators could then follow both the treatment and control group students over time and compare their outcomes, uh, you know, for example, their, their test scores or their grades in the following spring, um, you know, perhaps using school records data. And, you know, this design is, is really great because it could provide causal evidence on the success of the after-school program and, and could help the school district make informed decisions about whether the, the, the program should be implemented more permanently. That makes sense. So let's say we get back the data from the experiment. Tell us what the software does, RCTS, in terms of helping the organization analyze and report on those data. Okay, so uh, it's first important to understand that, that RCTS can be used to address two types of research questions. First, what are the average effects of an intervention or a program or policy for the full sample? That is, what are overall effects? And second, do effects differ for key population subgroups, such as by gender, age, socioeconomic status, and so on? And these are typically the primary questions that are addressed in impact evaluations. So the software has several key features to help with analysis and reporting of these types of questions. First, it's free, and it can be used by anybody. Second, it was built to, to target a broad audience and to be user-friendly. Uh, so you don't need to be an expert in statistical methods or evaluation design to use the program effectively. Third, RCTS covers a full range of designs, so it has broad applicability. RCTS is also available uh, in two commonly used software languages, uh, R and Stata. But importantly, you don't need to know anything about programming, so no programming is needed. RCTS also reports findings in formatted tables that conform to industry standards and that address some data disclosure issues, which is often a big issue when getting administrative records data. And it has a graphics application that can be used to plot the impact findings. I want to walk through one more example of conducting an RCT. Let's stick with the school setting. And let's say that a school district wants to send its teachers an email encouraging them to participate in a training on some kind of new classroom technology. What are some of the next steps if they want to determine if that email that they sent to the teachers was effective? Okay, so there's, there's several steps. The first one is you need to develop a, a research design for the study. So one option would be to send the email to all teachers in the district and see how many more show up to the training than teachers in the past. But this approach might not give an accurate answer because teachers today might differ from teachers in the past in ways that are related to their preferences for training. So a better design would be to randomly assign teachers to a treatment or a control group. 
And in designing such a study, uh, evaluators would need to conduct a statistical analysis called a, a power analysis to determine appropriate sample sizes uh, so that the study can produce precise impact estimates. So the second step would be to implement the study where teachers in the treatment group would be sent the email inviting them to the training, whereas teachers in the control group would not. Uh, you would then need to collect outcome data for both sets of teachers in a comparable way. For instance, uh, uh, rosters from the training classes could be collected to assess whether the email increased enrollment in the trainings. And if in the emails were in fact successful, school records data could then be collected for the teacher students to see if the new classroom technology led to improvements in student achievement outcomes. And finally, uh, once the data have been collected, they could be put into a file, for example, uh, an Excel file where you have one record for each sample member. And these data that could then be put into uh, RCTS, which will do the analysis and report the analysis findings. And the idea, of course, is that these results could then be shared with policymakers to help make informed decisions about the effectiveness of the emails and the new technology. I have a final question for you, Peter, which is helping us understand the value of the RCTS software. If the software didn't exist before it was created, in other words, and researchers in a school or another public sector setting were trying to analyze and report these types of data, what are the common barriers to doing that that this software is designed to address? So, so there are several uh, important barriers. Now, first, in order to correctly analyze data from an impact evaluation, you need knowledge of the proper statistical methods to use. And these methods could vary depending on the particular evaluation design. You also need to have computer programming skills to conduct the analysis and expertise on how to report the findings. You know, perhaps the biggest barrier is that some evaluators might not have the time or resources to do these analyses. So an important new tool to help overcome those barriers. We'll end this portion of the interview here, but the conversation will continue. For podcast listeners who have a deeper expertise in evaluation methods, I'm going to ask Peter to give an overview of how RCTS is designed to conduct a wide range of analyses using RCT and also QED data, and how the software uses new statistical methods for analyzing those data. I'll post his answers to the podcast website. But for now, Peter, congratulations as one of the people who helped create this new software, and thanks for giving us an overview. Thanks, Andy. I enjoyed it. 